Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the next episode of Cowboys Huddle. We are in full effect, off-season mode, navigating through the dead zone with my boy, Foots the King, from Cowboys Nation TV, and myself, Cowboys Blog. You can find us on YouTube, and obviously here on the podcast, Talking Cowboys, 24-7, 365 days out of the year. What's up, Foots? Joe Rod, let's rock, let's roll. We got a loaded show today. Like you said, it's kind of... uh kind of the dead season but not for us because we are going to get you guys ready 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 like spaghetti 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 um for this year i think that me and joe if there's one thing that we do extremely extremely well we get fans on board with what the cowboys want to do what to look for throughout the year um you know i'll give you an example um last year our thoughts on receiver by committee would that work? Were any of these guys going to pull away? Little things like that. We were kind of eh, iffy about it. Turns out it was a waffle. So just little things like that. I think that me and Joe have a good pulse. We obviously hit the draft with our draft coverage um, very hard. Um, we take pride in that, Joe. And yeah. I think that we're going to continue to do good things here. <clears throat> Absolutely, man. And, and today... What's on the docket? We're going to talk about uh, in this episode. We're going to talk about uh, the wide receivers. You know, we're going to take a we're going to do kind of like a deep dive on the wide receivers. Who you know, predicting who's going to make it, who may not make it, dark horses, who's on the bubble, um, surprises, that kind of thing. And then we'll also um, hit up a few other topics, and we'll also close out with a segment that we're bringing back, and that's a look ahead, where we look ahead at some college prospects for you guys to keep an eye on during the college season because football season obviously does start before the NFL does so you'll want to be you want to stay on top of these prospects guys that the Cowboys may have interest in so jot these notes down you'll be in the know you'll be the boss when you're at the water cooler talking football baby that's it man and it's it's just what me and Joe do is just number one we're friends but we really take our evaluation serious and it's just about, like he said, being in the know. It's just a big conversation. Um, that's what we have. Again, you guys make sure you give us those five-star ratings. Make sure you spread this podcast around. That's the only way we're going to grow. We're very grassroots, so spread this podcast around. Joe, I'm ready to get going, man. Yes, yes, yes. So so what we're talking about here, wide receivers, you know, for a while here, like we said last year, the, <laughs> the committee, you know, we knew that this committee. was – Rolling the dice, they got burnt. They had to make a move, and they got Cooper right. And that and that really was the spark plug, I would say, that really turned the season around. Wouldn't you say that, Foots? I mean, you know, you come off the the bye week, you get Coop, and everything starts clicking, man. Hey, and you know, it's it's so funny because all we heard this off season was, I mean, that that off season, excuse me, was you know, without Dez, they think that. You know, the offense can be more free. And uh, Sanjay Lau, mm-hmm. he's going to come in and the route running will be superb. And now Dak won't have to feel like he has to force the ball to um, one person. And, and, and these guys will be where they're supposed to be and blah, 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 blah. Well, mm-hmm. turns out, abort. <laughs> right, Joe? <laughs> yeah. I they, mean, abort. Yeah. There's a reason why there's a there's a one there's an X receiver there's a one receiver like he's the he's the guy on most teams there's a reason why 
All right. Um, there's a reason why you need a, a, a top dog in this league. You need a guy on the outside of the team sphere if you don't have Tom Brady and, and that system, not just Tom Brady, but the system that the Patriots run. You need a guy that teams say, oh, we got to roll covers to him. Our best corner just isn't good enough to deal with him. Right. Um, and the Cowboys found that out the hard way. I remember watching the Carolina game, that game, and it was like it was brutal. You know, brutal. Mm-hmm. Trying to keep these guys separated. I, I remember we were texting that game like, oh, what a not a good way to start the season. The drops. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the drops, the – you know, you're watching Alan Hearns trying to make a play. Michael Gallup wasn't up to speed. I mean, it was a mess. Mm-hmm. And, again, you lose this, all right? Um, you know, that didn't go its way. So then you're expecting Cole Beasley to do something. And Cole Beasley isn't the player that now he thinks he, you know, in Buffalo he has all these things to say. And, whoa, but, you know, Cole, you had your shot to be this, you know, this, 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 that, you know, um, Julian Edelman type player or whatever and maybe some of that was <clears throat> Scott Linehan but a lot of it was th- these guys just weren't good enough and I equated to Joe when they jumped off the ship off of that ship midseason and, and and gave up their one it was a great move why because um, you got to get an A plus type talent out there mm-hmm. sometimes you just need a guy that you can put out there and say he's better than your player now we want to shift how we play. Uh, now we want to shift how they play offense, defense. So I think that, you know, looking back at that and now looking back to the names and, and how crowded the room is now, Joe, um, it's going to be something to watch moving forward. It's a good problem to have. It's a yes. good, very good yes. problem to have because you got, uh, I mean, we can just go through some of the, the list of the players here. Obviously, you, you know, you said your number one is clear cut Amari Cooper. And then you got, and the crazy thing is, he's only 25 years old. I mean, it just makes this trade look more and more like a steal. Poke the the Raiders' eyes out, and, uh, and that yeah, guy. absolutely. So it's uh, what? Who did they draft with our pick? Was it Josh Jacobs, the running they back? They drafted Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, eh, yeah. Was, I don't know about I believe that. Believe it was 27. Yeah. So they got Jacobs. We got Cooper. I feel way better about that pick there, right? No, we won the we won the trade. I mean, here's the deal. For them to trade Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack, two players who number one were proven pros in this league and both went on to have um stellar years. Like both teams, both players that they traded away propelled their teams to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Good That's job, right. John Green. That's right. Yeah, you're some talent evaluator. But that's what these coaches, you know, it's the craziest thing in sports is like these coaches want their guys for whatever reason. John Gruden wanted to be the one to say he brought in Antonio Brown. He wanted to say he, but sometimes, all right, sometimes that can backfire on you. All right. Um, and, but this isn't Raiders talk. This is Cowboys talk. I, uh, I know for me, I know for me, um, um, seeing the way that Cooper was able to come in and just take over from the Tennessee game was flat out amazing. And like you said, Joe, now we got to find everybody behind him. So I didn't mean to cut you off and you're listing the, the players, but yeah. So what, what we, what I want to do is, um, 
kind of break down each one and what our expectation is for each one. So let's let's talk about Cooper. So um, and I, I can start this off here real quick. So expectations, you know, he had a really good, you know, eight games with us and uh, looked really good. So what are the expectations for this season? I'm ex For me, I'm expecting him to, you know, do the same thing. You know, he's got another year of the offseason with Dak, Kellen Moore. You know that Amari Cooper, we all know this. And if you don't already, we're going to let you guys know. But we've talked about this so many times that he is just so professional on and yeah. off the field. So, you know, he's going to be ready. And this is something that that we always talk about. If, if you're studying and you're ready, you're playing faster, quicker, and you're going to beat your opponent. So I'm expecting really big things from Cooper. I don't expect a, you know, a sophomore slump. You know, I'm, I know he's not a second year player, but you know, he'll be his second year with the Cowboys. I'm not expecting that second year drop off with us. So um, I'm expecting big things from Coop, man. What, what about you, Foots? Um, the way that Coop wins, being the route technician that he is, wins with quickness. Coop will be in this league for a long time. Um, wins with quickness, wins with his uh, his smarts, and his just flat-out ability. So I'm expecting like a 1,200-yard uh, year from Amari Cooper, uh, Joe. Um, anywhere from – shoot. I expect a big touchdown number because his run after the catch ability was better than I thought. Um, and I'm expecting Kellen Moore to now put him in the slot some where he can run some quick in and out breaking routes and just get the ball in his hands and space and just let him make plays. So I'm expecting a big year. I'm expecting Amari Cooper to have a top five receiver performance this year. Yes, yes. Um, expectations are high across the board, but for sure, Coop, expectations are higher now let's transition over to michael gallup second year player finished very strong had a monster playoff game against the rams where i think he was really the guy in that game and his skills were on on showcase that that game i know we lost a tough game but you like what you saw from him the catch snatching out of the air physical after the catch running over people breaking tackles that's what we saw at colorado and man he just looked you know that you have a good feeling about it at the end of the season. You know, like, oh, we didn't – season didn't end like we wanted it. But, man, you feel good about Gallup. Don't you feel – what do you feel about uh, – what's your expectations for Gallup? So now I have big expectations for for Michael Gallup. I didn't realize that he had that type of athletic ability as far as exactly what you just said, going up and getting the football. You saw one game, but he didn't come down and, and – and, um, in bounds. I want to say it was the Lions game or one of those games where he just went up and, you know, flied. Flew, excuse me. Flied, not a word. But now, all right, you're starting to see. You know who he reminds me of? And this isn't a reach. He kind of reminds me of T.O. Um, his frame, his length, and his ability to jump. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of a long strider yeah. also, but gets open. I think that I don't think that anybody on the team benefited from um, I don't think anybody on the team benefited from Amari Cooper more than Michael Gallup because it's 100% what you said the professionalism oh, yeah. Coop go about his business um, and that type of stuff man that type of stuff trickles down like that stuff you just see a dude out there who's just a silent killer doesn't do too much 
doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. And you know what? You know what it is with Coop too, Joe? Man, he um he is smart. He is well freaking spoken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yes. is he's well spoken. And like that type of you know, every some people are rah-rah leaders, but then some people just lead by example. Just go out there and do what they need to do. And it's like, dog, I can't crack his code. And but you you understand that you need to kind of try to be like that though. So I say all that to say, um, I'm expecting a big year from Michael Gallup as well. I really am. Yeah. And so, I mean, just. 800 yards. Yeah. Maybe close to 1K. I, I'm expecting a big year from this offense because guess what? You got to have one. Yeah. You got to have one. Yeah. You know, 800, 800 yards, Joe. 800 to 1K for cool. I'll take it. I'll take I mean, it, man. I'll take it. I mean, Gallup. Yeah. Yeah. So the number one and number two, and then obviously you have Randall Cobb, the new acquisition. What's your gut okay. feeling on, on Cobb, Foots? My gut feeling is Randall Cobb has to stay healthy. And there's the asterisk. If he can stay healthy, now you're cooking with grease. Mm-hmm. Only because if you if you can get Randall Cobb, what's a what's a yard what what's a yard market for him, Joe? Seven hundred if you can get Randall Cobb at seven hundred yards, yeah. I'm good. Seven to eight hundred yards in a slot. Bailing you out. I'm good, Joe. Yeah, I'm it's great. It's it's exciting, man. But yeah, that that's that's where it's at with him. It's uh, you know what he does. He's a uh, same kind of runner as Gallup. I would say, you know, he's gonna his yard after the catch is is supreme. It's up there with with the best ones out there. You know, yards after the catch. And um, what's those hamstrings? You know, he he's a, he's a big guy. His frame, he kind of has that running back kind of legs where they're susceptible to soft tissue. So, you know. We'll see, man. Cowboys, that's kind of so, haunted them for a while, you know? <laughs> so, with Cobb, right? Yeah. I think he could be in good shape. Watch this, Joe. Because he's not going to be a one or two option. He's probably a fourth option on his team, which is a great problem to have. Because Cooper, uh, Zeke and Cooper, you're one. One A, one B, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Gallup is your two. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Your two, your three. Now, maybe even Witten is your your three, four. So now, then, Cobb becomes. So he, is he fresher, Joe? Because the injuries, the injury. I mean, no injury, Cobb. It wouldn't even be a question. I'm I'm guaranteeing 801 k even in the slot. He's that good. He's a better player. Randall Cobb's a better player than Cole Beasley. He just is. He's thicker. The run after the catch, like you said, kind of has that running back mentality. You know, one tackle isn't... Like, you used to see Cole Beasley get tackled and just fly like a piece of paper. Um, hey, yeah, I would hold my breath, man. When he would get smacked, I'd be like, don't fumble it and don't get hurt. Hey, with Cobb, you're not going to... I mean, you're not going to be worried about him getting hurt from a hit or, you know, fumbling the ball. So. Yeah, I mean... Definitely, definitely. I mean, he it, it, it was it was just flat out. He's flat out amazing. It's just that injury. It's just that you know some guys. It's like, but could that be the uses? Could it be playing in Green Bay, playing outside? I mean, I don't know. You know, it's just one of those things that that's gonna be the if, and that's gonna be a battle too. Because we'll we'll get to that part of it. But yeah, Cobb, 
if you had to, if you had to ask me um, expectation wise, let's say I'm a temper mind there, mm-hmm. and I know people will get excited because it's a cowboy, but I'm gonna temper mind. Sorry, Cowboys fans. Yeah, man, and th- you know, Foots, that's that's how I felt about the signing from the get go. That you know, I do feel that he's an upgrade over Beasley, but I feel like it's more icing on the cake. You know, like you're you're kind of shoring up that position, but. Uh, I feel like now we're going to start talking about these guys, right? After Cobb, I think it's open, right? So now we're going to talk about these guys where if Cobb, you know, knock on wood, does get hurt, one of these other guys on the on the bottom of this receiver chart might be something, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, that's where, okay, let's say he's moping through training camp. What is, what is, excuse me, what is, um, what is Cedric Wilson doing, Joe? What is he is, doing? <laughs> yeah, is yeah. he is he is he is he is he trying to take a position there? Mm-hmm. So, it's one of those things. It's just like I think that Cobb Cobb went healthy, if healthy, excuse me, is is the go-to uh, slot player. But that's a big if for somebody who has shown the pattern to get hurt um, throughout his career. Yeah, it's it's gonna be something to definitely monitor, but um, I think we like we said like the the wide receiver room is full. So outside of Cobb, let's talk about the next player. Who in your mind would be your your number four? You know, talking about you know kind of trying to predict. You know who, who's gonna who's gonna fill these last spots? All right, here we go, Joe. Let's flip a coin. Lance Lenore, Cedric Wilson, Devin Smith. Uh, Ah, Hearns, Noah Brown, Reggie Davis. I mean, I mean, these are, and then you get some down the line, John Vay Johnson, the guidance of the world. Um, Tavon Austin, we'll get to him soon, I'm sure. Uh, my four, Joe is going to kill me. You know, it will be between Alan Hearns and Noah Brown. Now, I don't think Devin Smith makes the team. Just the room is too packed. Um, I just think this team likes Noah Brown. I don't, for some reason, this team likes Noah Brown. And I think they like Alan Hearns' leadership if something were to happen to Cooper. He could step into the one. Um, Yeah. Or Gallup, he could step into the two and at least be enough to um, have a decent game. Yeah, I, I feel that. I feel that too, man. I think, I think you're right on. I think that fourth spot is either going to come down to those two, for their, you know, they love. I think you know they love him. They kept him. You know, when when the cuts were coming, he didn't play anything. He didn't play us any preseason. And you're thinking, how does this guy make the team without any preseason? You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, he made the team, so he's shown flashes for sure. I think that's kind of what they're banking on. I think they're just trying to stash him away, stash him, stash him, and see if he can develop into something. And you see the the talent, you know. He's to me, he's a possession receiver. So you know, he would. I think he would be on the outside for sure, playing one of those outside receiver spots. But um, he has good hands, athletics, a big guy. I mean, you even have people trying to plug him in at tight end. I mean, people are just enamored with the possibilities of, of what you could do 
with Noah Brown, you know, but his big thing, the health, you know, same, same deal, same deal with him. Yeah, it's just one of those things that um, they, I mean, when he comes in the game, you know he's going to be used as a block. He's a violent blocker. Um, but it's just one of those things, man. How does Noah Brown lock up one of these these spots, Foots? I'll put you on the spot, baby. He has to go and ball. He has to ball not just in camp, but in preseason. He has to catch some lobs. He's a lob player, so he's not. And he has some. He has some moments in preseason, but he needs to make plays in preseason. You think this in order is to lock up a spot. You think this is it for him? Foots like if he's if he get if he comes up gimp on uh, practice that that's it. They're not gonna stash him anymore, or or what, what? What do you feel about that? Like if he misses significant time yet again, you think that's it for him? I think it's it. <laughs> yeah. I think I think because if a young guy emerges I think it is I think it's it um like a John Bay Johnson Guyton I'm not too sure about like it would have to take one of the young guys to to cause I mean Gallup and Cooper good so it would have to take one of the young guys to just blow people away and not hit the wall like not Andy Jones it oh, yeah. right? you know cause he hit a wall and found himself off the team that's what we gotta see man and that's going to come yeah. in the preseason because these guys, they're going to turn heads. <laughs> they're going to turn heads. They're going to make one-hand catches, deep passes, this and that. But, yeah, man, Andy Jones. You know, Andy Jones and Lance North, lights come on, they disappear. So, uh, yeah, Noah Brown, man, and, and Alan Hearns. I think that's they're going to be fighting for that fourth spot. But it's going to yeah. be fun. It's going to be fun to watch because with Hearns, you know, he's coming off that horrific injury. You know, I went back and and replayed the injury. I was just like, man, that was a, that was so nasty. That was one of the nastiest Cowboys injuries I've seen in a long time. It was and, terrible, man. And hats off to him, man, because he, I think he has that same kind of Jalen Smith mentality where, yeah, he's injured, but he's gonna he's gonna work really really hard every single day, get back, you know, and uh, take it one day at a time. And that's what he's done. He's, I mean, he's already out there. You know, doing football moves, running, jumping, and that kind of thing. So that's amazing to me. To from what we saw there in that game, to where he's at now, getting back at it. You know, you have a good player, man. You know, you have a good guy, like a, a Garrett type of player that you want on this team, right? Yeah, no. Nah, I mean, to me, to me, Hearns actually is probably more safe than people think. Because, like you said, just that. Also, like a little, he had a little bit of mouth when he when uh when Cooper signed. Hmm. But even he has to realize, like, I'm not Amari Cooper. Oh yeah. You know, there's levels. No, you know, for I, sure. I, like anybody who has who had a problem with it, Cole Beasley. I don't. I mean, Hearn got himself together. I think they need to also realize, like, they had their chance, and they couldn't create separation. They weren't. Um, you know, five stars, and that's the, okay. Yeah, the blue chip. Yeah. So Noah yeah. Brown, Alan Hearns, who's next on this list? So to me, now I want to think about and talk about. Um, now I want to talk about um, 
I want to talk about some of these guys, the John Vays and the Guitons, Devin Smith, who I don't think, I think, I just think that it's a signing that people knew. So they're like, Devin Smith has a chance to make the team. Well, really, I just don't see it. And then Lance Lenore and... And then, and then we get to Lance Lenore, and um, um, then we get to Lance Lenore, and uh, and uh, Tavon uh, Austin. Yeah, you already knew. And Tavon, Tavon Austin, who they signed him at the minimum contract, so they're not married to the player at all. I think some fans are like, "What are you talking about?" Because I, I've already put it clear as, as day that I'm, I'm not really a big fan only because it's always hurt so, but then some people are like you can't cut him in this and that I'm like hey minimum you're not married to the player you can cut the guy any day now but I think he's in that same kind of boat as Brown as if you uh, he comes up gimpy and starts missing time that's it you know you're gonna give one of these other guys a shot so with Tavon it's one of those things that's just like I don't know. I don't know if he'll even get the opportunities. Like, I don't know if Tavon is even worth keeping anymore at this point. Because yeah. what I don't know what he's gonna do. Yeah, that, that's the thing, man. I mean, because you have special teams. There. So the key is obviously the the key to Tavon's demise is Pollard, because you have special teams aces. If you can get a returner, you really have no need for Tavon, especially if Cobb is in the slot. You know, Tavon probably could have play, played a little slot, maybe, but he was always kind of like that lucky whitehead kind of. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, yeah, kind of come in and be your gadget guy, which was kind of like, uh, that's okay, but he didn't really make the plays you thought he would. Right? So, yeah. it's just one of them things that's like, now, if, 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 if he's not, put it like this, if he is not, if he is not returning the ball, Joe, if he's coming in again, maybe get an end around three times, twice a game, then, the passes you throw to him, you and him aren't on the same page. I don't know why he's on my team. Now, Cowboys fans keep telling me, well, you're too hard on Tavon. He'll be fine. I'm just trying to be realistic now. Joe? No, that's what it is. It's just being realistic. And and one of the things that fans forget is, and thank, thank God this wasn't really an issue last year, but... Tavon had fumbling issues in the return game for the Rams. I mean, he was one of the worst in the league, you know, just constantly, constantly fumbling, fumbling and taking his eyes off the ball, fumbling. I mean, dude, can you imagine? I mean, oh, we, awesome. I mean, we were on Switzer when he fumbled that ball in that, that game and we lost the game, the momentum in that game and never really forgave him for it. Can you imagine Tavon Austin doing the same thing? That fans would, would just... They would just hate him, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those, like, no, nah, you spot on, Joe. I mean, it's one of those, again, that, you know, show me, you know, show me, 
You know, I, a lot of guys, it's a show me year for a lot of guys. Okay, Lance Lenore, I'll be honest, I don't even know if I want to. I don't even know how much I even want to see Lance Lenore play. We've, we've, yeah, we've seen I'm it. I'm good. Like, I'm yeah. good. Yeah, Joe. Like, I'm good. Yeah, you already that, know. That's what you get on the Cowboys huddle. I'm, I can't pump up a guy. Who, I'll be honest. Like, I just don't see anything. You know, I, you know, again, training camp. See, that's what happens. They feed. They, these media people feed stuff to fans that here, you're just not going to get that. Like, you know, even Will McClay, I'm pretty sure in his mind, it's like, you know. Yeah, Will, Will McClay know. is 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 he's he's a uh, he's the goat. You know, I mean, that the okay. So for Devin Smith, he's he's your typical possible Will McClay special because he you know he likes to yeah. give second chances for high round picks. Devin Smith was a boss coming out of out of uh, Ohio State, you know, and. Um, you know, had good potential, went to a crappy team, and then obviously had the bad injuries, been dealing with the injuries. But if he can get over that, you never know. So I'm not quite ready to, to put dirt on Devin Smith, but um, he's definitely down on the depth chart because, you know, they do have the love for Brown. The uh, You know, they like Hearns. That's a good story. But at the end of the day, it's just like, who's going to grab these final spots, you know? How deep are they going to go, Foots? Okay, so are we going... Let me see. One, two, three, four, five. Are we going six deep or five deep? What, what, what do you think? I don't think we go over six, right? I think at the most you go six. Only because there's a possibility how many running backs you keep in. I think Tony Pollard's in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how many running backs you bring to your game day roster? You may keep another one for special teams. So, I think that, I think that you're going to go... You def- you're not going seven, so you can forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think so. I think I think a six is the, definitely the cutoff for these guys. I so, think six. I think six. So you're talking about battling for that last spot. You know, you got those players that we all that we all of them that we just we named them all off for everybody. So who's getting it? How, how good do they feel about John Bay, Guyton, Reggie? You know, kind of did some some moves there. Um, Devin Smith. I mean, you know, that's gonna be the one. That so, so we now got to figure out who is the team that emerges out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Who is it? And there's always that player. There's always that player that that comes out and uh, becomes that player. So. That's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Who's the team, Joe? Who's the player, Joe? You put me on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. Who's the player, Joe? Just give me a guess. Doesn't have to be right. Just give me a guess. I feel. I think for me, it's John Bay. I think because he gives you, he gives you big speed, and this team, they have a lot of speed on the field now, and you want to keep that. Uh, Cobb is on a one-year deal. Brown, he's been on the on the roster here for a while too. We drafted him with Zeke, so. He's coming up on, you know, on that. Hearns, he's at the end of his deal, too. So, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking you, you want to keep one of these younger guys, you know. I'm not saying you have to, you know, like <laughs> you're 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 held up for ransom. But I would feel like you, you kind of want to protect yourself, you know. Like you're helping your roster out, but you're protecting yourself. That way you're not held hostage in the draft where, you know what, we're going to lose 
Cobb, Hearns, this and that. We got to drop the receiver now. Like, you don't want to chase positions in the draft, right, Foots? This is something we always talk about. You don't want to you don't want to chase that that position. No, you definitely want to go into a draft um, being able to draft freely and not having to, um, like you said, handy. you don't want to handicap yourself. Oh, I need a receiver. I got to draft a receiver. No. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't want to do that. Um, you definitely want to. Uh, you want to draft being able to, like you said, draft freely. Because if you are drafting like that, then other people are gonna draft. Know that you're drafting like that as well. Right. Um, so again, I just think, you know, you gotta. Um, you got to. Uh, you know, you gotta draft. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta. You got. So what needs to happen now, Joe? Is um, there needs there needs to be a, a fierce competition acted out, and what the Cowboys can't do is, you know, give somebody a spot because uh, you you can't give somebody a spot because they because you think that they deserve it. I mean, because because they're because they're um, how should I say this, Joe? A company man. So if Alan Hearns gets beat out. And you think that you have a guy, Guyton or whoever, or John V. Johnson, who, you know, is 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 outplaying them, then he deserves a spot. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure, man. You're right about that. It's, you know, sometimes loyalty only goes so far, you know, if, if you know, it is a business. <laughs> you know, you got to put the best product out there. And if it's somebody that's younger and up and coming, so be it, you know. Yeah, man, I, I just think it's one of those things that because you don't want to, you don't want to, again, you don't want to, to, to handicap yourself. No. And I think that, that, I think that that can happen if you, if you start playing favorites or not, not competing. Like, you know, I'm listening to a book about coaching and, and how like Bill Belichick builds his team. It's a really interesting book. And it just speaks about like the moment Bill Belichick knows that a player can't play, he's out. You know, he does a lot of GM work in New, in New England. And it's like, once he's out, once he knows that it's over, it's over. It's not a lot of talk about it. So, you know, if a guy's not making the cut or getting it or, or, or doing what's asked of him, then it has to go. You know, that's how you keep your team good. There has to be stiff competition. And I think that receiver room has that, Joe. That's what it is, man. That's what it is. They definitely has has that. And that's good for the team, you know. They're talking about competition all over the place. We finally have it. You know, I feel this is the most competitive roster we've had in a very long time. I mean, I can't honestly remember the last time it was this this loaded, you know. Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited, Joe. And I just, uh, you know, this team, I think this will be a, gr- a great receiving core. A very underrated and sneaky receiving core. If, if you had to make a bet. As far as, you know, who that surprise, you know, wider. Let's just stick with wide receiver. If you had to make a bet on on which of these receivers is going to really surprise somebody, who might it be? Are we sticking with John Bay or, or somebody else? I'm going to go John Bay. Mm-hmm. Because Tony Pollard isn't a receiver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. No, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with John Bay, John. Just. Watching the film, watching how he wins with the quickness, with the with the route running, and the run after catch ability, 
I just think that may translate to the league. Um, and and I think that he he could possibly, you know, sneak on. You never know. That's what it is, man. Yeah. But, uh, so, oh, yeah, man. I forgot to tell you this. Speaking of bets, man, let's talk about my bookie, all right? My bookie. Since we started the show, I, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on, who to bet with. You know, we got the NBA draft. You know, there's there's betting for those odds. Who's going number one? You know, I think we all know it's going to be Zion, right? But there's all sorts of bets that you can make. You, you know, baseball season is still going and, um, and that kind of thing. So I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. And that's, the answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sports book business, they've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you guys. So they're hooking our listeners up all month, okay? So visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code armchair25, all right, when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus, laying down 100 bucks. So now you're getting an extra 50 bucks to play. So that's mybookie.com, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, mybookie.ag. And the promo code, again, armchair25. That's the number 25. You play, you win, you get paid. That's what we like. We like to get paid. Let's rock. Let's roll. All right, Joe. Now I'm going to take over. And, guys, we did this last year. Um, And, again, this is just some of the content that you guys get here at the huddle. Um, We like to cover a lot of bases. And though the Cowboys probably won't be in the market for a receiver next year, you never know. All right? Mm -hmm. Um, We still want to give you guys kind of a watch list kind of some names to keep an eye on you guys feel free to uh write in the comments um or hit us up on our pages um after you guys listen to this and some guys you want us to kind of talk about but i'm just going to give you guys a brief overview of some of the uh higher rated i look forward of some of the higher rated uh receivers in next year's class um and who knows what the cowboys will be doing Receiver could jolt to the top of their list. Amari Cooper could fall out. You know, no, I'm just joking. You never know. Here we mm-hmm. go. Jerry Judy, uh, Alabama receiver, probably the highest rated receiver um, to come out of college in a long time, Joe. Um, just the, so the route running ability is superb. Very Amari Cooper-esque, who was drafted very high, <laughs> um, like ex- extremely high. His feet are like a superhero, like Elastigirl or something. Like it's crazy the way he's able to contour his body, his speed, um, he can high point. There's really nothing on the football field that he can't do um, that you ask for a receiver to do. He makes plays all over the field. Jerry Judy, I'm sure you guys have heard Judy on duty. That's him now. LaVosca Chanel, um, Underrated player, but he is on every Heisman watch list. Now, he's more of a, I would equate him to Steve Smith, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the receiver out of Colorado, he's his run after the catch is flat out special. Um, so you guys keep an eye on him. Receiver from Colorado. I'll give you guys two more. Um, and again, we don't know what the Cowboys are going to do, but this is, this is just just a watch list for you guys. All right, guys. CeeDee Lamb, Oklahoma receiver, speedster, great hands, 
kind of a middle of the first round type of guy. Um, and last but not least, um, Henry Ruggs, receiver from Alabama. Judy on duty's teammate, another great receiver. Those Alabama receivers coming into the league are really good. Me and Joe were talking about that pre-show. Yeah, so they you are. Guys, yeah, they're great. So you guys keep an eye on these players. Um, again, just to look forward, something that we wanted to do for you listeners, because again, you you may be catching the game on Saturday. Oh, I check out this player, this, that, and the third. So you guys just 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 take that with a grain of salt. Obviously, we know that the Cowboys probably won't be in the market for a receiver. More probably along the lines of maybe corner, tight end, something like that. But it's still something to watch. Mm, those, those are good. Those are good foots. And um, I got two here that I'm that I'm looking ahead to as well. And I'm looking at the cornerback position. The only reason I'm looking at cornerback position is because I, I feel like that might be something the Cowboys are going to have to look at because, you know, Byron Jones, what happens there? That might be the biggest question mark the offseason is, you know, how is that hip? Can he make the turn? Is he going to be good? Uh, yeah. Is it his final season? Which, you know, even without that, I think this would, would, might have been his final season. But then, you know, Michael Jackson, can he make that transition? Did they put Jordan Lewis out there? There's a lot of questions for the Cowboys next year for the secondary. So it's going to be interesting. So for me, I took a look at uh, Bryce Hall out of Virginia. I kind of that guy kind of caught my eye a little bit, and I wrote him his name down, and because I was, you know, we we're all talking about Juan Thornhill, Juan Thornhill, and then you you take a look at like, well, who's this other guy over here making plays? Bryce Hall, cornerback, uh, same secondary, six one, two hundred pounds, kind of fits that that mold that you know that Christian Shard is looking for, size, speed, all the attributes, hits all the check marks. So keeping out on that one there, Bryce Hall out of Virginia. Um, I think he might be maybe a mid-round, first-round kind of guy, depending on how he does this season, obviously. So we'll, we'll see. The other one is Jeffrey uh, Okuda out of uh, Ohio State. Nice. And like, like Foot said, you know, some of these programs, and Foots and I talk about this off, off, uh, off mic, you know, like so, certain programs have, you know, these, these uh, positions that they just keep putting out good players. Foots talked about wide receiver Alabama and yeah that's what they do you know wide receivers they put out really good ones and for Ohio State I feel like this is one of their bread and butter spots as well cornerback they continue to put out good quality cornerbacks and I think Jeffrey is another a good one to watch you know he's he's more of a rotational guy but I think he's gonna really make that uh that step here for this season where he's gonna be somebody that's gonna come off um being one of your one of the cornerbacks that people will be talking about as we get closer to draft season so keep an eye on him he's 6'1 as well 200 pounds and again you know hits all those check marks that, that Chris Richard would, would really covet so Bryce Hall Virginia Jeffrey Okuda Ohio State keep an eye on those guys keep an eye on those receivers that Foots talked about and we're going to keep this segment going right Foots? Yeah man I mean I love it Joe, uh, Joe. I think that it's one of those things that um, we'll just keep hitting, hitting prospects I, it was crazy. Last year, I, I, I hit up uh, Taylor uh, Taylor Rapp, and he was the guy that I wanted. I was looking at my last year's mock, so mm-hmm. um, it's crazy. You know, I still wanted him, and the Cowboys didn't draft him, but it's fine. I'm very happy with Tristan Hill. And um, and so, you know, sometimes you got to sit down and just uh, 
and just and just and just and just relax. And speaking of sitting down and taking a relax, let's talk about seat geek for a second, all right, Joe? All right. Because sometimes you gotta take a seat, you gotta chill, you gotta watch some prospects. I know mm. that was corny. I'm sorry, I'm trying to get these punchlines together. <laughs> Me and my man Joe Rizzle. All right, here we go. I'd like to take a second to talk about Seat Geek, our newest friends from Seat Geek, all right? Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience, all right? So everybody wants to buy tickets to go places, concerts, all of that good stuff. Instead of shopping dozens, instead of shopping through dozens of sites to find the best deal, let Seat Geek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game or concert or shows or whatever else you might need. If you are getting the best bang for your buck, why not roll with who? Why not roll with SeatKey? Use the promo code ACAA at checkout and receive $20 off your first purchase. 20 bucks, Joe? That's pretty good, bro. That's two free beers at a stadium, a hot dog, whatever else you need, all that good stuff. That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Joe, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to use SeatGeek this year. Yeah, man, for sure, man. There's, I mean, especially for some Cowboys games that are coming up in town, out of town. That's the way to go, man. Because you know it's it's a it's a trusted name. Obviously, you know you don't want to go with some of the off-brand ones where you don't know if you're gonna get burned or not. You know what I mean? But like you know, SeatGeek is a pretty reputable. You know, it's it's a good one. You know, absolutely. And I think it's one of those things that uh, you know, with with SeatGeek, um, you know, they're trusted. They're a real company. Sometimes you get some of these companies are a little janky. Um, oh, yeah, they definitely have a, a name. And and that's big. So, you know, Joe, I want to I want to touch back on on something that you hit on real quick before we go mm-hmm. the cornerback position. Yeah. Um, and we're not gonna do a deep dive into that, but that is an, a, a position to keep your eye on this year and then transition into next year. Number one, Cheeto. How does he pop up? Maybe we should do cornerback next week, Joe. But Cheeto and Byron, I really got my eyes on for next year. Yes. Yes, and, and 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 without even talking about it on on here, I already know what, what we're gonna talk about. <laughs> I already know. Yeah. I already know. Oh, we're yeah. gonna, I already know what we're gonna talk about. And that's the thing about you guys getting with with Foots and I. You know, we 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 don't disagree that often, but we do agree on a lot of things, and it's just like we're in sync a lot of the times. And and um, I'm already looking forward to that conversation. So yeah, man, let's hit up. Uh, DBs next week. I'm pumped, man. <laughs> Rock, roll. Really? What an amazing show, Joe. Definitely what an amazing show. Amazing show, guys. Uh, I know you guys really appreciate it because we, we see the views increasing. Remember, remember to hit that five star thumbs up review. Leave a good review for us. We really appreciate it. We see we see it out there. So keep it coming. Keep sharing it out. You know, you can catch us on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes. And, uh, you know, just keep, you know, hit us up. You know, give us that step for you. Yeah. Yeah, share it around, guys. It helps us. Um, it helps us, you know, get one step closer to what we're trying to do. Possibly, you know, get the press pass. Get this stuff to where we can bring you guys the, the proper content that that um, that you guys deserve as Cowboys fans. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, for myself, Cowboys blog, 
and my boy foots the king cowboys nation tv that's gonna be a wrap and we'll catch you guys for the next one peace peace baby